This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade. I now do shows and people in the audience are disagreeing out loud. They're giving their opinion out loud. That never existed in the past. You were the audience. I was the comedian. You sat and listened. You got a two-drink minimum. I said my jokes. There, People are emboldened now, and it's like, the same thing that's happening on comedic stages is really happening on commercial airline flights. Like, people yeah. are now somehow feeling like they can physically put their hands on other people they disagree with. By the way, Adam Kroller can protect himself because if you read his book, he started out boxing. He was giving boxing lessons so he can defend himself. Adam Kroller, one of the best podcasters in the country, one of the first two, talking about getting on stage. Uh, and now you really have to reevaluate everything, and you heard his reasoning why. I played you Howard Stern before, and a lot of it came down to, and Tyra said the same thing last night, the reaction at the Oscars, almost as important as the slap, because when he was able to go back, Will Smith, and sit in a seat, get an award and a standing ovation, it was the go sign to, Luna, to, go sign to loonies like the 23-year-old that jumped on the stage with Dave Chappelle. Now, it, I feel like I made a lot of sense, but Julie Banderas has been listening to me uh, in studio, you're seeing her on Fox Nation. Julie, do I do I make as much sense as I thought in that evaluation? I agree. I, for once, way. you no, actually no, no. just made sense for the right. first time ever. It's been a while. Yeah. So I felt good about it. But what do you think is significance over the weekend? I think that if you're going to go after Dave Chappelle, one of the top three comedians, him and Chris Rock and maybe yeah. Kevin Hart and Jerry Seinfeld, the top in the country. Yeah. We're all open game then. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a sad state of affairs for for comedy in America because, I mean, nobody – first of all, the woke brigade, if you want to call them that – um, have completely destroyed comedy. Chris Rock, he was just the beginning, right? But, you know, the double standard between Dave Chappelle getting attacked on yeah. stage and Will Smith going up there and slapping him. So I guess if you're going to attack a comedian, you have to be a celebrity, and then you get away with it. But the Dave Chappelle thing, listen, that guy, I talked about this yesterday on Outnumbered. He had it coming. The woke brigade is coming out against comedians if they don't like what they're joking about. And the reason why the woke brigade has been so upset with Dave Chappelle was because he made some jokes, some trans jokes on his Netflix special. We don't know the exact motive as to why this guy jumped up, but it seems to me that perhaps it's it's a bit linked. Yeah, I mean, evidently he's an aspiring rapper that wrote a song about Dave Chappelle, was going to do something and didn't show up or whatever. He seems to be a a 23-year-old loser who has to live with his brother and neighbors were saying there's a constant arguing. But what about this mindset of a guy that would have a gun it's not a gun. It's a knife. Right. A fake gun, a replica with a knife attached to I it. I talked to the sheriff, and the sheriff says there's, there's metal detectors at the Hollywood Bowl. How did it not pick that up? I know. It's amazing. Like, they took – they confiscated people's phones, okay? So you weren't allowed to walk in there with cell phones, but yet uh, you get in there with a knife. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, Will Smith, he got in there with his fists, and I don't think there's any metal detectors to prevent you from walking in with your hands. But, I mean, this is disgusting. It's absolutely unacceptable. And Dave Chappelle actually had to hire extra security. I don't know if you know about 
about no, this. No, I but didn't know that. He, 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 there has been an uprising, okay? There's a, the woke brigade is really upset with him over his jokes, trans jokes. You know, you can make jokes about anybody when you're a comedian. As far as I'm concerned, everything is fair game. They make some fun of themselves. He has self-deprecating humor. That's what comedians do. But, you know, I mean, for him to... Walk into that place. He had extra security on the stage, fortunately. So that's why they came in from both sides. Right. He, had, he had security on well, both Tyrus, sides. Well, Tyrus, who's my in with the bodyguard community, I, I saw think him he's Fox's in. Yep. But he was saying that uh, they would never have gotten to him if he was in charge of security. So well, he, he said that there wasn't enough. Yeah, I heard him say that yesterday. Even though it's a huge stage. But he, he thinks said the that guy there should have been enough. He said that that guy should have never been able to reach him on the stage. You know, no offense. I'm glad Jamie Foxx was there. But the second guy... This, the first guy in can't be your other your your comedian friend. I know, right? Unless, I know. I mean, you know. Jamie Foxx is jumping in there, and I, his explanation was, "Well, he's very talented. He's a genius. I wanted to protect I him." I love Jamie Foxx, and he is a. I can I say badass? Uh, well, I just did. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, he. I mean, Jamie Foxx is awesome, but it's it's pretty pathetic that actually another comedian had to run in and actually got there at around the si- same time as the security. Guards. Yeah, I was just saying that for us personally, you notice in in Manhattan, especially. Where everyone's nuts, no matter what your job is, you don't really feel as safe as you used to. No. But I still use the subway. So Do you I, really? Brian, I yes. don't think you should be riding the subway. I tell everybody that I care about. So that means that you've just entered my circle of – it's a very small circle of people I care that about. That you subway? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just – know that yeah. I care about. Oh, that you care but, about. Yeah, huh? Yep, that's right. But I, I honestly don't think that the subway is safe. There is crime that goes on every day. Right. I'm friends with police officers, a lot of NYPD sources, and there is crime every single day. Only half of it gets reported. The stabbings, the murders, those get reported. There are muggings every single day on the subway. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Please that. Please stop. I'm and you're gonna... freaking on-air personality. Like, who right. do you think you are? You're not Mayor de Blasio and Mike Blue. Bloomberg, do you ride your ride your bike to work too? No, I don't. Like Bloomberg? No, oh, I don't. okay. Yeah, but okay. Uh, did Bloomberg raise? Well, he did. He, he rode tried, the subway. Well, yes, he rode the subway, but he also, you know, because the city bikes, they they were trying to promote exercise. But I'm just saying, for your own safety. I but don't having think it's said safe. that, now when you get out of the car on 48th Street, mm-hmm. uh, Sixth Avenue, yeah, they they meet you at the door and they walk you to the door. I mean, our that's security, how, yeah, our security, yes, yeah. and they like to walk us out too. Right. All right. Uh, on another note, you talk about dangerous. It's Ukraine, right? Yeah. So I'm fascinated by the report yesterday that said the Pentagon cannot quite figure out why the Russian advance is so tepid. Are they running out of ammo? Is it bad leadership? Do they have something else in plan? Do they want to use tactical nukes? They're not going to need the the force, an intensive force there. Because in the east, they're being pushed out of Kharkiv. They're suddenly in a major rush to have a corridor to empty that steel mill in Mariupol to maybe take on the fighters that are left. And or there could be a flat out disaster inside. They have no idea what to do. They can't motivate their guys moving forward. So this is a very it's a very trying time there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Russia had any idea what they were going to be up against. I also don't think that the that um, Vladimir Putin has been actually informed by his generals. I think they're out of fear of how badly they're doing out there. I don't know if he actually knows how badly they're not do- that they're doing. Um, the European Union is proposing that they, you know, put a ban on on Russian oil. That's those are the kind of threats that I'm hoping that the the, the Kremlin finally starts to think maybe maybe this was a mistake. But so, so Julie, this is a, either he's out of his mind and the cancer surgery he's going to have is a brain tumor. Yeah, because. The thing he has to finance his war is oil and gas. What did he do to Bulgaria and Poland? Said, yeah, I'm cutting you off. Really? You're cutting me off. So they have quickly been backed up by France, the Congo, and other places, Algeria. And then he said, we're going to start uh, revisiting all of Europe. 
okay, that's how you get money. Mm-hmm. So Italy's going to uh, – they have the best relationship with Algeria. They're going to Africa, the UAE. They're going to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. They're scrambling. Germany's doing the same thing. They're down to using instead of 56% down to 34%. Yep. Okay, we could play a huge role in there. We can create our own pipeline through Europe and have uh, – I forgot what they call the LNG facility – uh, would be a refinery or somewhere where you can offload the natural gas that we right. have. But once this is done, they'll have China, India, and some markets, but they are going to be we're going if I once I learn to live without you, I'm not going back to you. Yeah. You lost your leverage once you broke up with me. That's they broke up. Yeah. No, Russia's going to suffer so badly after all of this. Unless I'm missing something. You're absolutely right, because these countries are going to figure out a way to sustain energy and oil without Russia's help. So when this is all said and done, we're not going to – you're absolutely right. Russia is going to be a nasty ex-boyfriend that we're never going to turn back and look at ever. Right. Uh, With me would be girlfriend. Girlfriend. Uh Uh, That's not that I would judge. Uh, Right. Right. I just want to play out the scenario (laughs) as if if it actually happened. Here's Mike Pompeo last night on primetime with me. Uh, talking about what is going on because Pompeo says he's reaching elsewhere for people. Cut 32. Anytime they're able to bring in reinforcements, especially reinforcements like the Wagner Group, to your point, Brian, these are just paid assassins. Um, we dealt with them. We, t- we took a bunch of them out one night in Syria, uh, but they caused trouble in Libya. They caused trouble in Syria. They've caused trouble in lots of places around the world. They're pretty, pretty capable, some of these units, uh, and they are uh, fierce folks working for a paycheck. Uh, the Belarusians will be probably uh, second tier compared to even the Russian military. But numbers matter. And I, my guess is that Vladimir Putin has concluded um, that he's lost a lot of folks and he's looking for uh, uh, more dry wood to throw on the fire. He's just looking for a volume to try and reinforce his effort. He is, he is not going to slow down, Brian. His right. efforts are going to be doubled down upon. No, no reason to think otherwise. Yeah, he rolled the Chechnyans into getting Syrian from the Middle East, Syrians from the Middle East. Now, this is because I find fascinating, uh, Julie. Belarus is an ally because what's-his-name sold his soul to keep his position. But there's only 5% of the Belarus population support Russia in this war. Now they're training the army, and the army is going to be told to go into Ukraine. How do you tell a bunch of men – I'm sure there's no women Mm -hmm. – a bunch of men to go invade a country that they don't want to? I mean a lot of the Russian soldiers don't – in fact, support this war either. And right. I mean, there's a lot of nasty ones there too, but there are a lot that don't support this. So, you know, you can only go so far when you're losing a war. And I mean, technically speaking, Russia's not losing because of the, if you look at the number of deaths, there are more Ukrainians that have died than Russians. But nonetheless, this is not a, a war that has been won by a long slide, right? I mean, Putin thought that this war was going to be won in a few days. Yeah. He thought he was going to go in there and within a week, this was going to be done. So now he's realizing he's not only destroying his own country and Ukraine, but he's dragging other countries in it. And when they do go in, mm-hmm. um, if the Chechnyans and the others go in and they don't know what the hell they're doing there, they're going to back out and they're going to turn their backs on Russia too. All they're doing is alienating themselves. I say, you know, keep it up and, and at a po- one point Russia's going to sink. And lastly, this is Griff Jenkins had a sit down with Vladimir Zelensky mm-hmm. and I like this message to end our war talk. Cut 30. Tell me how this ends. Only with victory. We have no way out. Right. And the Donbass, they're actually pushing them back. Can you imagine if yeah. Russia leaves with less than they started, along with the loss of 25,000 men. And we were told that when 25,000 die, it's three to one, they're wounded. Right. So think 75,000 wounded. Yeah. 
and let alone the aura of this big Russian bear being blown up. Right. And to find out that they can't even get tanks that work. Donbass is basically hanging in the balance, and I think that is going to be a critical you know, point for I, both. I lied. I have one more point to bring up. Are you in the camp that is worried about our increasing role there? For example, what came out today is that we are supplying in the intelligence to allow them to kill between 12 and 20 of their generals. Are you of the camp that it worries you that we're amping up the level of equipment we're getting there? Because I'm not. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I, want, I do want all those. I want Russia diminished and defamed because this will be a problem in four years because they'll use their royal money and build right. themselves up the right way this time. Where do you stand? Okay, so there's – I stand in the middle. So I, I don't believe that U.S. So, soldiers or our military should be on the ground there whatsoever. I, I don't want boots on the ground in Ukraine because that truly could start a World go. War III. Yeah. But I do believe that U.S. should back them up with military. I believe that you know if we could have set, sent over some fighter planes, fighter jets over there, I would have gone for that, absolutely. Um, and then I, I, you know, I also think that – our support of the war, for example, when um, the Ukrainian president was asking for us for, for the European Union uh, to close the airspace over Ukraine, was it the Euro- yeah. who was, it was European Union that they were asking to close the airspace? No, uh, Zelensky was asking us. They were asking the United States to yes. to close the. Euro- okay, I I know that basically I know that a lot of military officials say that that would have been an act of war on our part. I would have liked to have seen that happen. I, I actually was of the mindset that, yes, I think we should close the airspace over Ukraine. But if they had shot one of our planes down, then we're in a war. That's exactly what you didn't want. Right, right. right. So the other thing I would say is that uh, they brought I, – I don't have the numbers with me, but if you look back at Vietnam and Korea, the Russians put – gave thousands to the North Koreans mm-hmm. of planes and yep. tanks. Right. Same thing with the North Vietnam. Without it, we don't win. They made right. it very blatant. They were training in Russia. Come right across. Training in Russia. Go over to Vietnam. And that's the reason why we're gummed up there. Yeah, we protested, but they dealt with it. Yeah. And maybe they got what they wanted. We, there, was no, there is no South Vietnam, and, but there is a South Korea. Uh, listen, uh, Julie's going to stick around. Julie's also going to be on the weekend show uh, on uh, One Nation. Yep. You can't back out now. Oh, I, of the- course. I'm staying in town just for you. Because I live two hours away. You do live there. No, I really do. You do. Yeah, no, wow. I'm I'm staying overnight in New York City, so uh, I can join you. I'm tomorrow. excited. She's a boater with a tan, and it's a, it's I a, was just in Miami, so that's oh, why I'm so dark. You cheated on us here in New York. I'm sorry. Understand. Yeah, I had to. I, Miami Beach is like my place now. I, love I understand. It. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it in the break. Mm-hmm. Back in a moment. The Fox News Rundown: A contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news, twice a day, featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. Sarah Palin is running in a special election to fill Alaska's empty congressional house seat, but she faces a formidable opponent with lots of name awareness. This is completely true. She is running against Santa Claus. I mean, how does this even play out? Even if you win, what do you say? Yeah, absolutely destroyed Santa Claus. This is true. Santa Claus is pretty liberal. He supports Bernie Sanders and champions child welfare, although technically it does depend on whether the child has been naughty or nice. That is James Corden, who's going to be hitting the road. He's quitting. Do you ever watch him, I Julie Banderas? I love him. He's I leaving. Him. This will be his last year. I can't believe it. Why? What do you I, want I think to do? he's bored. Go into acting? I think he's bored. Number one, those late night shows don't have the prestige they used to. Right. And he might be thinking to myself, you know, why am I doing this? 
The ratings aren't great. I mean, you, if you look at Stephen Colbert, he gets about a one, two, one. You should go on HBO or something like that instead. Right, like a show like that where it's like paid subscriptions. They could. Uh, right. Uh, the rake problem in with him, viewers, he has probably. this problem, and I think you have the same thing. You sing, you dance. He's so uh, talented, right. isn't he? So that's just it. So he yeah. feels as though this is not playing at all of it. It makes me wonder if there's more to know. I more th- to know. All right, uh, I'll go first, all right? That's a snazzy intro. <laughs> Sorry about that. that coming. I should have warned you uh, during <laughs> rehearsal. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announces 14 new inductees. Tell me who you think does, does not belong. Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics. Uh, Eminem is rock and roll? Should this be music? Uh, Dolly Parton, first-time nominee. She even said she doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Lionel Richie, Carly Simon. Dolly Parton does not belong. I mean, she's... She even said she doesn't belong. She's a country music singer. Exactly. She's not in rock and roll. That Judy, make a Musical sense. Excellence Award, Judas Priest. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, the category honors non-performing industry officials who have made a difference in influence. Neither of those have made, a, made any difference in my life, nor have they influenced me in the slightest Early way. Influence Awards, Harry Belafonte, Elizabeth Cotton. No help? No, I actually don't even know who the hell they are. You go. Okay. Um, Struggling to find a Mother's Day gift. A new poll reveals the best present to get her may hinge on what type of mom she is overall. Is this (laughs) good or bad? Wait a second. (laughs) Am I getting a case of wine? Is that what this story is about? So there's a survey of 2,000 adults. They asked people how to show their appreciation toward the women in their lives who are mothers. They found that three in five believe every day should be Mother's Day. Hell yes. Uh, Also, a whopping 86% of respondents say that these women are the most hardworking people they know, but 69% agree that moms don't do enough and they don't get enough credit for all that they do. Right. I would say 1,000% on that. All right, good luck. And by the way, there's uh, three types of mom, foodie moms, soccer moms, and wine moms. I'm number three. You are. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yep. Next, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones involved in a car crash. He's 79 years old. He says he's all good now, but he was transported to a hospital with minor injuries after being involved with this accident roughly 20 miles from the Cowboys facility. But Jones' son Steven sent a text message to ESPN. All good. He's 79 years old. God bless him. I'm glad he's okay. Next. Okay, marijuana legalization. Oh. We were just talking about this. I still think it's so weird that people walk around New York City streets with joints in their hands. Uh, it is leading to more poisoning cases among pets. Gee, no surprise. When do I see you again on television? Stoned? Oh, you mean on uh, television? Yes. Oh, we're just like cutting away from marijuana and getting back because to me? Because the music's going to get louder oh, and cut crap. off. Okay, well, I'm going to be on, uh, let's see, 11 a.m. Faulkner Focus tomorrow morning. Thank and you. And your show on Saturday. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.